It's the boss. Podcast that is. And as always, we everywhere. And tonight, we got the pleasure of being at the G Spot. You dig? Brought to you by good brother Father Drew and the family and the crew. And as always, you know how it is. It's the ball sleeves right here. Good brother Father Drew right there for you. Brother Byron, a.k.a. Stizoff over there. And in the bucket low, Tyree, a.k.a. Skyree. He going fishing later. What's good? It's the boys, and we back at it. You know what I'm saying? What's good, definitely, fellas? Definitely. What's good? It's been a minute, man. Yeah, man. You know what I'm Has saying? Has it really done? Like it was like a month. That's a minute. That's a minute. Okay. That's a minute. I mean, I, I just saw y'all. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I mean, this was that. It's like having a ton to miss you. I guess a minute what I'm for the podcast. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We had the cross cast in the mix, but for us and just being right, able to, to do our own. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And and with that, another. Lovely location, you know what I'm saying? This, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this, this is, is really, the you know finding the butter spots. Look at that, finding the butter spots. Did you feel that? That's filled. Did you feel? Look at that. Look at that texture back there, man. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, man. Proud to you, man. Alpaca right there. That's my alpaca. It's blot only. It's definitely blot. Blot that shit. Exactly. Better blot that shit. You know. Nah, glad to have y'all going here. Been in the works for a minute, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's come to fruition. Yes, yeah, indeed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Finally. Yeah. I hope, I hope the cushions aren't too, uh, too girly for y'all. No, no, no. As long oh, man, as we this hear, is, this is sophistication. Yeah, yeah, exactly, this is sophistication at its finest, man. This is the G spot, the gentleman's spot. You know what I'm saying? Elegance. Exactly, man. That's all. That's all we're trying to bring you. You know what I'm saying? Renaissance, man. It shows going on over here. You know what I'm saying? Well, I would have to do a suit on, but it's a little too warm. Yeah, yeah. Ain't want to be overdressed. And you'd have been the only one with a suit on. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure he got some suit. Exactly. Oh, he didn't worry about that. Got some seer sucker. He come out with some St. Patrick type shit on. You know what I'm saying? Ghost him out. You know what I mean? I ain't mad at him. For all occasions. Exactly. But yeah. So, it's been, you know, a few different things going on. What's on your head? What's really been the hottest thing in the streets right now? You know what I'm saying? It's Brother Brown. Brother Kwame Brown. Now, look. All right. So, I guess you can say he's been a butt of certain jokes in certain circles for a. First, give the backdrop for where you even lead up into, because for those people that don't know, well, it was what the uh, All the Smoke podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, and a shout out to them, to, to uh, Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes, you know right. what I'm and they made and they made some you know off the cuff comments about Kwame Brown and his career or he can't, his career in the NBA. Well, Gilbert Arenas was on there for that episode. Yeah, right. and he was the number one draft pick for who? The Washington Wizards, right. was selected it? by uh, Michael Jordan, Jordan. Right. and they gave him hell as a young man. Right. But you can't forget the selected by Michael Jordan. Right. Okay. That says a lot. You finish. Yeah, selected by Michael, Michael Jordan. Exactly. Right. Right. So that definitely says a lot. But I'm assuming he's heard the jokes all before. After decades of hearing these jokes and now having social media access to social media, he can finally retort and fire back and you know say the things I guess that have been obviously clearly have been on his mind mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a very and long he time. He is fucking hilarious. He's been longer for this platform. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, and he's and he's taking training. he's making the most yeah, out of exactly. his time. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised but, if he had pictures of all them dudes at home on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> Quick him, point. Him, Becky with the good hair. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right. He got, he got a whole joint in his basement, the whole yeah, wall, the whole wall. everybody's face, Stephen A, With little strings Gilbert. connected to everything. Yeah, right, 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 right. right. Yeah, MJ right in the yeah, middle. Yeah, right in the middle of the picture with MJ. I mean, he been getting roasted for over years, so, and like he said, he didn't have this thing sitting, and he been chilling out down south doing him forever yeah. as a multi-millionaire. Like, listen, like you said, 12 years in the league, over... Close to seventy million. I ain't in nobody's pocket, but regardless, them numbers sound great to me. Sound and right. I'm saying over twelve years, who wouldn't want that? And uh, yeah, and you gotta, your you life. Gotta realize, hoping that he did the right things with his money. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a lot, a lot of, of money. money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he looks like he's living a simple life. Exactly. We all know most professional athletes are broke within like three, five years after exactly. leaving the league or something yeah. like that. So it looks like he's doing okay. I mean, we don't. We, like he said, we don't know no, what's in sure. his pocket, right? No, at all. But he had the opportunity to amass that, so you know what I'm saying. You can't, you can say what you want, but uh, like you know, nah. You played 12 years in the league. 
real. You, yeah, it's I mean, you did all right. That's yeah, you, you know get what a saying? pension, right? Yeah, you get a pension. Yeah. So he, he should be straight. And so the pension like what three fifty? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the pension is. Is it based off? Of, is it like everybody else's pension? It's based off of your highest uh, probably, production probably. seasons, I guess, so to speak, or something like that. So I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I have no. Uh, don't get me going into that. Excuse me, I can't say everybody Either else's way, pensions because pensions ain't common no more. Exactly. <laughs> pensions are not common, but he's getting the NBA pension, which is which is good money. Probably guaranteed six figures. Else. Exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, you know, exactly. But I'm glad we said all that because I guess the point is that they were trying to say that he was a bus. You know yeah, I mean, I mean, from a, from a overall talent perspective, you expect your number one pick to be an absolute cornerstone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when the bus drives by, you see they picture on the front like this or with a ball spinning or some shit like mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, I mean, it should all go through them. And there was never any day in on any team, Washington, Lakers, or otherwise, where, you know, it was like, oh shit, let us game plan for Kwame. That, that wasn't really something that was said a lot. But, uh, no, go ahead. Say what you want to say. You got to put it in perspective. That's what and I was I think, going to do. I think too, a lot of people don't mm-hmm. put it in perspective because he talks about, um, and we'll probably hit how he talks about, you know, the, 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 the racial thing, how, you know, it's, it's people talking about the black man. He's, mm-hmm. the, he's the black bust. Mm-hmm. And he's the bunt of everybody's jokes, right? Mm-hmm. But he was also the number one draft pick of the greatest player of all time. I mean, that's debatable. <laughs> and that's that's not. I mean, I don't know if that's the debate for the night, but no, no. Mm-hmm. But, but no, but because somebody old older old. might say it was Oscar Robertson. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That, and, I, and I had I had old heads like it was this boy who <laughs> lived down the street from me. He I mean, right. Kareem, Kareem is the is the one the who you know jumps over. Listen, whether Mike is the greatest or not, we can all agree that he's among the all-time greats. You won't name him. Nobody would name a lot of names before they get to Michael Jordan. But, I mean, he's not good at picking people. On the court with Jordans on, with his tongue out, is a different type of savage. Michael Jordan with his suit on, picking out basketball players. He's not good at that. But we know that now. Yeah, but, right. But we didn't know that then. You kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt. And not only that, you, you can't ex- even you put this. You had an expectation from MJ. And he won a championship. Can we get from that candle? No, we yes. can start that fire. No, we can't. 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 I think it's just a connotation with that. It's almost as if you're saying like he really was a, a mistake almost. If I, I could chime in with, with real quick, man, this, this is how I feel. This is, this is how I feel. Listen, like you can't really give him the bus. I don't really, but give him the bus. Like I'll say somebody like this was a bus. Who was the catch, uh, Tyree from Cleveland? Canada, like in uh, Anthony Bennett. Exactly. He's what you call a bus. Here today, he who did he get picked over? But. Uh, I'm not sure, but he was number one. So regardless, he got picked number one. I mean, who else was in his draft? Right, that's what he's asking. Like, still, we'd have to look it up. But. Yeah, we have to look it up. But with that being said, ain't no he way was, in hell whoever it was if he was number like you know like there was. He lasted talent. in the league three or four years. Kwame Brown lasted twelve years. One, he came. Kwame Brown came out fresh out of high school with crazy ass Mike as your owner. I mean, not owner, general manager, whatever, slash player right. on there, along with old head Doug Collins on that super old head, ah, ah, ah on you. And, and you said you that. Talk, you said Crazy Mike, and we really just found we, out how Crazy just Mike found was. Out how Crazy Mike exactly. was. So we didn't know that know. before. Right. He, he was Behind the scenes, cats knew, but we yeah, ain't know right. that. Yeah, 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 he wasn't in that circle. And, and the, one, the ones who do the most talking, including the players, they didn't know that either. The younger players who played with Kwame, who didn't play with MJ. Listen. MJ was breaking down grown men psychologically. <laughs> so you got an 18-year-old yeah. kid who obviously looks up to this dude and is like, yo, MJ drafted me. You and know, it's a dream come true. And then you get there and MJ is getting in your ass all the time. But you ain't giving me a, ch- not, a chance to develop. Go yeah, but it's, but it's it's old MJ on top of that. Exactly. It's not young MJ. Right. Exactly. It's the old MJ who's way more set in his ways. Like, mm-hmm. we all, at a certain age right now, we're all a deeper level... Uh, of who we used to be, right? Mm-hmm. So we're way more set in our ways. This is MJ who's set in his ways. He's made that money. Can nobody tell him nothing about and, nothing? And this ain't Bulls, MJ. 
this Wizards, I got stake in this team, Wizards, right, exactly. and I'm playing ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, MJ, obviously, he treats you the way, I guess, he himself would expect to be treated, I guess. He he expects you to respond to his, I don't want to call it abuse, but he expects you to no. respond to his treatment the way he will respond to somebody treating him like that. What you're getting from MJ is yeah. treatment and mentality of 84, 83, and motherfucker, it's 2001. Treatment or right. mentality of mentality arguably mentality. the greatest so, basketball player quick ever. Backstory on Michael Jordan. Not that I know this motherfucker, but um, they were, um, I guess it was probably 96 Olympics. Yeah. He, um, he walks up to a conversation that Charles Barkley yeah. was having with Mark Henry. I don't know if you know who Mark Henry is. He was he's a he was a professional wrestler, retired. But prior to that, an Olympic power lifter. Yeah, exactly. And you know, Mike just walks up, and he looks at Mark Henry, and he says, "Who the hell are you?" And Mark Henry, obviously, he knew who Michael Jordan was. But he was like, "Who the hell are you?" And I mean, he's a black human refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, you know, Charles and to be like, "Oh, like start," you know, I mean. Chill, Mike. What's wrong with you? And <laughs> arrogance. On not to mention, ten, like, yeah. when he saw Mark Henry's reaction to "Who the hell are you?" Mike went into immediate apology mode, invited him to his birthday party uh, that yeah. night. <laughs> like he wanted to be his homie now because Mark Henry was like, "Go to hell!" Like yeah. I'm somebody too. Like I'm not just gonna kiss your ass and bow down. And I remember another story where them talking about them practicing as the Bulls and Robert Parrish, once they got him, tried to get into a, a confrontation with Robert Parrish during the practice and Robert was like, you're not going to just bitch to me like no, you yeah, would everybody else. Yeah. I got I got, I got, got hardware too, fam. Like, I'm Plus coming I'm from, 50. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. And I'm big, so I will knock you the fuck out and I'm not taking it. So, you know, it's just like any, yeah. it's just like any bully, if that's what yeah. you're calling. Yeah. Yeah. But he demanded the best from the people around him. Yeah, sure. And I think that's what he was trying to bring out. But, you know, a lot of people, I guess they fail to realize, look, there's a big difference between being a player and being a good player and being a good coach. A good coach, you got to be able to work with all the different types of personalities and things like that. So you got to find a way to bring the best out of different players. You got to lead guess, men. That's where he failed. But he wasn't even, he he wasn't wasn't even that. Coach. He wasn't even a coach. The problem was he's a player coach. Right. And if you ever played with a player coach, Hate it. <laughs> no matter how good they are. Yeah, facts. You hate playing with a player coach. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, MJ was who he was. Like, we, we got to see Kobe grow up, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So, in, in a different uh, media age, where we had more access to him, yep. right? And we're from Philly, where we got even more access to him. So, we got to understand the personality type mm -hmm. of MJ. Because Kobe's the same type of person. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like even with the whole MJ thing, it's like, no, this is who I am. Yeah. I can only understand me. Mm -hmm. I want you to be like me. I want you to work as hard as I do, right. harder exactly. than I do. I don't understand that. You know I mean? oh, yeah, I don't understand, like, how could you not do it? So if yeah, I spend yeah, my yeah. money on you and I pick you first and I have expectations of you, I'm going to work you as hard as I will work myself. Mm -hmm. And everybody can't do that because you got to have an MJ mentality. If they did that to LeBron, I'll... If, if MJ picked LeBron, he might he might not have been who he is right now. Now is that part of now I'm going to move the conversation. Yeah, yeah, on no, no, but no. I was going to, I was going to say. I mean, is that part of the reason why you might some people might try to say he's a bust because uh, high school number one draft picks that actually turned out to be really successful. Who you have um, LeBron, right? Uh -huh. uh, Garnett. I mean, he was the number one overall, but yeah. KJ. Uh, KG was kind of like the rebirth of it all. Dwight Howard was a number one pick who came right out of high school. Oh, you did he? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I forgot that. Yeah, you, when did they pick T-Mac? I mean, he was a man child. Yeah, but you I would consider him a success. I seen him on the train one time for the inauguration. Uh-huh. I saw the silhouette first. It looked like, remember the Dark Knight uh, comic? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, uh, cartoon? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just the silhouette. I was like, oh, that has to be Dwight Howard. Like, all I saw was a silhouette right. from the other side of the train. I was like, that has to be Dwight Howard. Yeah. Like, this bull is a man, is a But well, so was Kwame Brown. He was exactly. already seven feet tall, right. you know what I mean? Right. So, right. So, I mean, I guess people are, are they comparing him to other fresh out of high school, first round draft picks? But listen, you played 12 years in the so. league, dog. So that's what I'm saying. Me, personally, my personal opinion is, yeah, no. After 12 years in the this league. This was an average basketball player, and that's cool. You cannot be a, it's cool if an average basketball player is drafted 17th. 
Who we came, wouldn't even be having this conversation. Who came out? See, uh, Oladipo was the second pick. Um, the fifteenth pick was this Greek dude from uh, Kwame Brown. Giannis was no, 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 no. Not, um, I'm, I was thinking about Anthony Bennett because that's oh. the one I looked up. And Anthony Bennett draft. Um, Oladipo, Giannis, Alex Lynn, Michael Carter Williams, Nerlens Noel. Yeah, so it's so, not like you, you yeah, like all right. Now see, but this is from like look how long Giannis took to develop. So like, come on. But also, like from a fan's perspective, I guess that's truly what we're speaking from. You can sit here and say, yeah, yeah, he did 12 years, he made this money, he was 18 years old, out there competing with grown men. You know what I mean? He's made, he's got the pension, and he actually did. Him and Kobe got 82 points together. Put up that some one points. time against <laughs> Kobe got 82. Mm -hmm. Put up some points, you know. He, you know, <laughs> so yeah, you know, he's not a bust as far as we're concerned. Because who makes it to the NBA anyway? Next to nobody, right? You know what I'm saying? But now, if you invested your money in Kwame Brown and you was trying to see, you had expectations of seeing a certain type of return. I mean, return, yeah, I mean you that, thought he listen, was going to be his so role. Yeah, yeah, that was going to bring in. He a didn't bring back the dividends that you put up. Yeah, Tyson Chandler. So then there was Eddie Curry? Huh? Was that the Eddie Curry draft too? We had Paul Gasol, mm -hmm. Joe Johnson, uh, Zach Randolph, Gerald Wallace, Tony Parker. Mm -hmm. Oh, Gilbert King. Yeah, second round, right? Mm -hmm. So out that first round, well, Paul was like the only Yeah, that's the first pick, second round. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Mehmet O'Kerr. Oh, oh, cool. So you got a ring with the Pistons. Yeah. I mean, but, but yeah, like I mean, so, so, so it's not like it's, it's not like the '96. No, right? but I mean, not too many ever gonna be like yeah. that. Besides. So he can be a bust in terms of because you're a bust in terms of expectations, right? I don't, I don't even think it has to do with you're not a bum if you play right. 13 years in the league, 12 it's years impossible. in the league. But you can be a bust if you don't live up to expectation. I mean, it's like and and he did. Kevin Durant was well, the second pick in the though? draft. Greg Oden was the first. Greg Oden yeah. played like 30 games because of his injuries. Greg Oden played mm -hmm. in the Kevin Durant draft? Yeah. yeah. Would you consider him a bust? Greg Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. I thought he was later than that. No. Number one. Number one. He was number one that year. In the Kevin Durant grade? Absolutely. Am I that old? Yeah, it was like yesterday. Yeah, Mike Conley had a long ass career and made many, many millions in the NBA. That Greg Oden would have made had he had healthy knees or whatever the hell. But that's his Portland curse with that Sam Bowie shit. So they just got big. And Brandon Roy. Exactly. Like, who got picked over them today? Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie, right? Yeah, So he's a bust, right? You think of him as a bust? He would have to be. How long? But he played. In the league for a while, he played like eight somewhat years. in the league for a while, but he was always injury prone too. But it doesn't matter because MJ was in his draft. But you wouldn't consider Hakeem a bust at all. Hakeem Hall of Famer, a large one. one. Uh, First pick in the draft, he was in. Uh, then it was Bowie. Then it was MJ. So I just mean, because you got picked before MJ doesn't label you a bust. Is what I'm it, saying. It doesn't. But if you're a Hall of Famer, it doesn't label you a bust. No. If you're no. a journeyman. It yeah, might. then it, no. What might my ass? He would then, have to be. Well, but then you gotta ask yourself, well, what's the threshold then? What does a number one draft pick? What's the minimum requirement that we you have to meet in order to not be considered a, a bust? A Hall of Famer. So the minimum threshold I would think would at least be some all stars. Yeah, all -star, you got at least get some all stars. All Hall of Fame is a stretch. Like I mean, that, nah, that's that's not the mark of a bust. That's the it's, mark of a beast. Too. I mean, right, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you've accomplished many great things if you're in a Hall of Fame, but right. to so say least, that you didn't waste the You the, at least got to get, money, like, two All-Star like, games yeah, under nah. your belt, man. Nah, like, prior I, to I this, so. prior to this most recent Just uh, Hall of Fame announcement, would you consider Chris Webber a bust? No. No. Right. So, I mean, he just got he elected to the Hall of Fame. Right? But I'm saying he was an all-star many times. He wasn't like a, yeah. a world champion or anything, but he had a, a, yeah. a definitely sustainable, career. decent career. Yeah, think, and he was a stat but, stuffer. And he, he, and he, he led his team. Was. He, it yeah. was him in Sacramento and everybody built around him. Yeah. Hmm. But bust is a big word. Yeah. It's so, just, I, so, I think at least one all-star game, one, just one, just one. Uh, one is two. Nah, 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 I mean, 
Because cats makes an all star game when on the dummy cats because get somebody got hurt. I mean, I mean, not not as a reserve. I'm talking about you make the all star game. That's a starter. Just made the all star game, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a what? Who you talking Zach, Zach Randolph. He made the All Star game this year, right? Zach Randolph. No, Zach Randolph. He retired. What's the boy from New York? Uh, Julius Randolph. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He just made the All Star game. Yeah, right. First but he time. deserved it. He's also and probably going to be most improved player. No, he league. is. Yeah, he got he most balling. improved player. Well, he ain't get it yet, but he's going. No, he to. got it. They gave it to him already. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he, he got, got most. Of, I was. You know, the sun came and gave it to him. Most improved play. I saw the Jordan on Clarkson, the court. John. Yeah, no, they gave it. The sun came and brought it to him on the court. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. So he got most improved. So as as long as far as his career goes, he's not going to be looked at as a. I mean, he wasn't number one overall anyway. No, nah, but, but he's not going to be looked at. He's as on a the bad way up, player. and he's shit, he's still in his twenties. Like, no, you're absolutely right. He's got nothing but time and, and yeah. opportunity in yeah. front of him. But so, even if yeah. he plateaus. Right here. Hey, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Have a good night. You too. That was that was good. That was yeah. good for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Free ambiance. Yeah. It looked beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but even if he plateaus right here, I mean, that's he still will be. No, you gotta get it. Two all stars, bro. See the whole thing. A bus. It's all yes. just very. Bus is a negative connotation. That's the same. It's if all. You, it's not, if you're not to be considered a bus. For me, if you're picking, and we're only simply talking about not nobody third, second, third. We're talking about you pick number one. You at least got to be considered at least hit two All Star games, bro, to not be considered a a a, a bust to me. Like I I'm think saying. the only people who can use the term bust would have to be owners or people who have money invested in the players. Everybody else is just a fan, and if you're if you've uh, achieved NBA status, you're not a bust. If you did, Kwame Brown make two All Star games. I don't know. No, I don't think but he, so. He's a busted because yeah. you just said <laughs> twelve <laughs> years doesn't make him a bust. But then you just said <laughs> two all stars. It can't be both. It can't be both. Listen, you played a good twelve years, but okay. listen, I gotta be a thousand with you, and don't come running for me because yeah, I ain't got your bread. But bottom line <laughs> is this, Kwame. Yeah, on that factor, I fuck with you. You were a sustainable NBA player, but you were pick number one. <laughs> Yeah, bruh. There comes I know. that expectation with yeah. you, man. Shit, it ain't his fault. Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I'm saying. And I'm just saying, like, yeah, you know. That's I mean, it's anybody's fault is Michael's. Because exactly. he picked him to, with, and anointed him the first pick overall. And with that comes expectations. And we're not, if, if you get knighted by King Arthur, then they going to think you're going to be that boy. Right. But in, that, in his defense, I get it. He came in and wasn't given the real proper thorough guidance for a young man to assimilate into the... What he needed and to so be. That you know, is MJ's fault because they should have invested more uh, him in him. And Doug Collins, because Doug Collins used to blame him for every loss. The Wizards organization <laughs> should have invested more in him since they drafted him number they one. That's, they want that's MJ. A return exactly. on their and they investment. Did. They just invested money, but they ain't Obviously investing the potential in him was there. mentally. Exactly. The potential was there because they took him number one out of high school as a kid. The potential, you know, was there because he played over a decade in the league. Exactly. So somebody just needed to work with him more to, like I said, see more of a return on the investment. Or maybe not. Or maybe he plateaued like we were just talking about. Maybe that was all you were going to get out of him from a basketball perspective. KG coming to leave before him? So, I mean, what's that? Did KG come to leave before him? Yeah, yeah. KG was 95. Because, you know, KG just told a story about how he got snuck into the gym and he got to play with, you know, MJ and the Bulls and he held his own. Yeah. Cause he got drafted and great. became who he was. Uh -huh. So if if you're MJ and you see a boy who might be like that, and you got money on the line, you might it might make you think. Yeah, right, I, you I, might, he might be the next yeah, KG. But yeah. once you put the ball in his hands and you see him against you know adults and not the best out of high school, yeah. then shit, man, like I'm, that might have been the best Kwame Brown we saw playing, and right. that was all you were gonna get out of him. It's just the way it is. Like the high school to adult jump from a skill perspective, from a from a mental perspective, that's huge. It's huge. And and who's to say that he didn't maximize on everything because his peak of everything from a from a skill, physical perspective from him was 17, 18, 19. And then everything went downhill from there. But, but, yeah, but nah, 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 but listen, I was watching something where he was talking about uh how um I think somebody had, maybe, might have been Gilbert, somebody had to tell him to stop pump faking, right? I watched the game, he scored, what, 30 points, right? Maybe 31. 
And he was like, they told me to stop pump faking. And when you pump fake, it's not just because it's a move, it's because you're scared that the ball's gonna get bumped, right? And that's a sign or a symptom of fear of missing that shot. Because mm -hmm. you're hesitant. But not just because of that, it's because MJ is on your team. MJ is your owner. He's on that bench. He's stabbing people in the back of the head when they mess up, right? You got that on video, right? You've seen that. You do. So you're afraid to fail, and it's nothing worse than the fear of failure because it'll keep you from even trying to succeed. I mean, he might have been, he could have been the bomb point, if he was on a different team with a different being coach. like amateur therapist. Exactly. His fear of failure, it, it makes a lot of sense that MJ contributed to that, but you don't, we don't know this motherfucker. Exactly. It could have been any number of things that attributed to that. I don't even that. know if he had a, free, a fear of failure because he could have left. But he stayed in the league. He still stayed there. Dude, so check and just walk away from I mean, you're yeah, not walking away from that. But no, but, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, no, no, no. He can be, he left no, 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 no. somebody else. But I mean, well, he did. But with people calling you a bust, you know, people were talking about him. He's number one draft pick. He got no rings. Ain't really scoring no buckets. You know, he's, still, he's not really living up to the hype. A lot of people can't handle it. Some people will walk away. Could do is retire from dude. pro sports. I'm surprised. Got a couple years. I'm surprised Kyrie Irving has. He about to. Well, has a what? If he gets a ring, he might retire. I mean, if he retired, it'd be for wholly different reasons. So yeah, not yeah. because of talent. No, no, no. He's not talking about talent. He's talking about the, the, the mental. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like from, from, from his point, like his mental thing is like everything outside of the hardwood. Exactly. Parkies was specific to the hardwood. Exactly. Now, now reasons are individual to the person, but I mean, if, if Kyrie Irving just said, I'm not playing basketball anymore, it would be a, a totally different Yeah, he's gonna be on a whole peaceful Bobby walk doing. trying to do philanthropy Listen, and do that whole situation. The, the, the fact that this is even a topic is is kind of crazy to me. My brother is a sports super fan, right? And in his mind, this whole Kwame Brown thing is a movement. I'm like, dog, I think you get a little, uh, over um, intense over any sports related topics, right? So it's, it's crazy to me that it's even a topic. I think the problem with Kwame Brown though, the, this situation was, is that they didn't keep it at basketball. They didn't just call him a bus, they called him a bum. And when they did that, uh, that podcast, all the smoke. That's what I was gonna say next. Yeah. Do you think they were wrong for making the comments that they made? And, and the comment in mean, yeah, yeah, about no, like being dirt. I can't listen, man. Not just like we on here, just just real quick, just for me, I'm just saying, for me, just like we on here, every each one of us got our own opinion about different things, and that's what this platform is for. So that's their platform. If that's what they chose to do at that point in time, you can choose to do that. But on the flip of that, as he did, normally you can be able to put that out, and you might not get a rebuttal. But now you got a rebuttal. Kwame came back with that smoke, way more smoke than they had for their podcast. And that's, and that's, what, and that's, look, and that's look, cool. And, and then the funny thing is that the podcast is called All the Smoke, right? And, I, and I, you know, I like the podcast, and I'm not knocking it. But if you if the podcast is called All the Smoke, that means you're going to say what you want to say exactly. without, without apologizing for it. Exactly. No matter who gets offended. And you, if you apologize, like they did, or at least like Stephen Jackson did, then you can't really be all smoke. No, you can't. No, no, no. Yes, you can. No, you can't. You can't. Yes, you can. No, no. Yes, you can. All the smoke. You want all the smoke. No, 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 no. So stop if you watch him. Wait, no, wait, no, wait. On some mad shit. On some mad shit. Stephen Jackson can admit when he made a mistake and when he was wrong. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But the podcast is called All the Smoke. The podcast is called All the Smoke. That's what you're selling. All the smoke. So you can't be giving up knowledge. Selling that smoke. That's what it is. So and I did, and that's why I got y'all talking about it. Part of it, we're talking about it. Shock jockish to some degree. You're gonna say those crazy things that's gonna get people wrong. But if it's something that you feel you did something. I'm wrong I'm gonna bring back the smoke I did because I'm still a man first at the end of the day this is a title bro at the end of the day I'm still a nah. man and I'm doing a platform so I, I don't know I'm, I'm different on that like but if I said something step. wrong and I felt some type of way like I felt like I offended this brother and I seen that and from what he said and everything then I'm gonna atone for it and say what I'm gonna say no, on absolutely. my platform y'all so like y'all like, right. like Slim Charles and the Y you fight on that lie like <laughs> it's a grown-ass man nah, saying you're that. absolutely right 
I fucked up and I, I want yeah, to be yeah. culpable and yeah, I and I want to understand. Like, y'all are both right. We he's saying that, that. He's saying yeah. that this is the nature of this beast. I'm not saying that. But within the wrong. beast, but you should be beast, able to. No. You, why it's not? not? All the smoke. It's not. But listen, that just your interpretation of all the smoke is. I don't know what y'all think all the smoke means. Nah, niggas be like, I want all the smoke. The smoke isn't the problem. The smoke is not the problem in this situation. The fire is. <laughs> the fire is the problem because the fire is the repercussions. It's not only Kwame Brown uh, uh, coming back at them, but it's everybody watching. Right. And the way that they had, yeah, like which, is, which is the fire. Yeah. They gave all the smoke. All Kwame has been on this joint for hours on all end. the smoke means, all the smoke means <laughs> right. is that you, you know say mean? what you say. <laughs> Kwame don't like it. He say what he say. And if you really bought all the smoke, you gonna come back. To Kwame, nah. and you gonna stand firm on what you said. I mean, that's nah, your, nah, 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 you don't have to keep. You don't have to keep addressing it. But I don't think you're supposed to be giving out that listen, listen, somebody listen, getting listen, shot. Listen, 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 about a fifth rebuttal. This is somebody dying. This is what he wants. I'm talking about all the smoke and somebody dying until the smoke is done. That's that's what's gonna happen because you're right. I'm not saying it's gotta come. You should be able to come back with smoke. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is, is that. Kwame bought that fire. That shit gonna burn like the move bomb. He like, bought that yeah, fire, yeah, and, they, and they weren't ready for that. Like, Cause they haven't, they haven't dealt with that. Right, but if you want all the smoke, you gotta be prepared for that. But Boy you know Rose has done something you know crazy. Yeah. That's some, and that can happen when you want all the smoke. I knew he was going to say it again. Nah, we, we should sip every time he says all the smoke. Oh, yeah, we, we're alcohol poisoning. All right, we done gave Kwame. Oh, no. That could happen, I'm saying. But even with that, them talking about his career is not the problem. Them calling him. Saying he's not a man. He wants, wants to disrespect Lance Frost. Right. That's then, the that, then that's when it's out the right. window. And that's why he spoke up. They yeah. said, nah, it wasn't four people drafted in that or, or traded. You probably didn't hear that shit. Somebody told me. They said what? They wasn't, it wasn't a three-person <laughs> trade. Right, it was a one-person trade. Let me go trade. ahead and air right. these motherfuckers out. Like, nah, that, that means yeah. you're saying that this man doesn't exist. He's not a man because he hasn't lived up to your expectations. So he's not a man. So it's and, a one-person trade. Even though he was there... He's saying he's not a man, right. and you and gotta come back. And that's when they got personal. And at the end of the day, not only that, it's a it's a fraternity. It's the NBA. NBA is a fraternity, and it's a certain level of respect you should, should right. have for your brother. Well, exactly. And, yeah. and, 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 yeah. on, and on that last note, yeah. is like, let's just be real here, man. I'm gonna keep it a bean. I don't give a fuck. I never love basketball. I never played professionally. Never will. It's gravy. But I can only say so much when I ain't been like. A fucking superstar. Like, right. they, I mean, the cats that's popping off are role players. Steven, Steven Jackson's a role player. He got rings. Matt Bar but, but, Dog, he right. got rings as a fucking role player. Like, come on. Nah, he, he, was, he was a good role player. I know. He was good. It's about whether or not he was a superstar or not. He wasn't a superstar. If Matt Barton wasn't a superstar. You get what I'm saying, Scott? Like, listen, yeah, Doug. No. You get what I'm saying? Like, listen. Right. When Charles, no, 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 get what I'm saying, dog. Charles and Shaq can go in. Hall of Famers and say what they need to say. D-Wade is somebody can go in about some. I'm not hating that you you all play in the league. I hear that. But when you want to really, like, go in on something, like, bruh, like, let's just be real here, dog. Like, you weren't killing, you know, you had nights, but, nigga, you not, like, you're not in the but hall. Yeah, but listen, but can you punch say that as a fan, though? But just <laughs> as a fan, I, look, maybe other players can say whether or not another player can go in. Nah, listen. Because they know. They play with him. He wasn't going in. Your stats speak for yourself and your career. What, what, nah, what does Shaq do when he starts What you mean? It's no, no, it's facts, dog. Like, mean? like, Shaq, when you pull up his stats for his career, they're Hall of Fame numbers. You pull up Steven Jackson's, no. Not just that. Pull up Matt Barnes, no, dog. Like Kwame Brown, no. But y'all y'all going in on this ball. Like y'all was so far off. Like y'all was so uh -oh, much okay, okay. But, but, I see, you get what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Because what, like, what does Shaq do when he starts talking trash? Even to another Hall of Famer like Barton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's talking about the rings. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> it's, about the rings. It's, about, it's about the rings and production that gives you the ability to talk trash. And his rings is different because anybody. he was like finals MVP rings. Like but, these ain't rings that like 
These are rings that wouldn't have been earned if it wasn't for him. Exactly. So that gives him his G13 classification that he's exactly. always talking about. Exactly. It's like when Matt Barnes and, and Steven Jackson, they critique basketball players, whatever, the basketball players don't really respond, you know, exactly. in, uh, kindly to them. But use Joel Embiid as an example. Charles and Shaq went hard on yeah. him in terms of certain things from a productivity perspective and Joel on many times have talked about them being right and how he needs to own up to it and be the man and do that type of thing mm -hmm. so clearly they hear them exactly. but when you got people like Charles and Shaq you're going to respond when you got people like Matt and Steve you're just going to yeah. Sweeping under the rug because it's not like Kwame Brown was the first time. I clearly remember him talking shit about James Harden right before he left Houston and mm -hmm. other instances, but you know, they don't say yeah. nothing back there. Yeah. I mean, look, Kevin Durant did. Yeah, Kevin Durant's different, though. He don't give a fuck. And, and, <laughs> as, he don't as comment. Did, uh, yeah, and God bless him for that because he should. From, uh, from the Warriors. Um, Draymond. Draymond. Yeah. 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 It's mm -hmm. not a whole bunch of them talking back. Well, Kwame challenged Stephen A. Smith. To a mutual combat. <laughs> mutual combat! You know what I'm saying? Steven was supposed Finish to say him. something on the show tonight. tonight right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He challenged him to mutual combat. What's that mean? I don't know. I guess you both agreed. Just because. He said, let's um, go somewhere okay. where we're not going to get locked Like up mutual fight. combat. You he, said, he, said, man. he said, we can go to Portland. He got to agree to fight me. He said, we're going to Seattle, Portland, Oregon, where, we, where it's not assault. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? So, so that's the thing. Like, you gotta understand, Stephen A. Smith, he gets paid to talk shit. That's what makes him appealing. Yeah. That's why you tune into him. If he just started being nice and yeah. super considerate to everybody, Same, yeah. you, he wouldn't, there right. would be no Stephen A. Smith. Exactly. The same thing for the All the Smoke podcast. I, I, I it's their you. job it's their to job. get the smoke. If they're like, gonna be there, like Charlemagne. Right. Like, right. like, like Charlemagne, even though he's in trouble with Kwame, because of Kwame Brown. Now, Charlemagne, I think. He's in trouble again because of Kwame Brown. Well, yeah, but I think what Charlemagne said across some, he, I don't know if he intentionally, Cross these lines. I don't know if he was trying to say, look, his family's been through this, this, and this. Listen, so Kwame Brown, Kwame Brown has <laughs> come right? through all that. Right? He's withstood all that <laughs> to still play all these years in the league. Yeah. And look who he is. Look who he turned out to be. But in the process of, I think he was trying to like big him up. He, he put out some personal up. information that a lot of people like me didn't even know. And it or maybe, need to know. And, right, didn't need to know. So then Kwame Brown is like, Yo, why are you putting all my family's business out here? Especially when it's not good business. It's not good business. You know what I'm saying? And, so it's like, Charlo I don't want everybody yeah, to know all yeah, that. You know what I yeah. mean? And Charlamagne apologized for it, and I get it. You know what I mean? Definitely. But like I said, with the All The Smoke podcast, though, they want all the smoke. I expect them to be relentless. I expect them no holes barred, no hostages taken, no apologies given, no fucks given. Well, you might have unrealistic right. expectations. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think I do. I think I must, so. I must. You must. Obviously, I do. Uh, with a lot of things you sometimes you do, do, so it's it's okay. Nah, but, but Stephen A. Smith is Stephen A. Smith, right? Has he apologized it's expected. yet? He don't apologize for nothing, even when he's <laughs> dead wrong. Right? That's his gimmick. That's I've his seen gimmick. Charlemagne. If he like crossed the line with certain things, but nah. he, he wouldn't apologize necessarily about saying things about a player, but mm -hmm. like if he says something ESPN don't like, you got damn right he's gonna apologize. Nah, that's different. That's different. I mean, it's an apology though. Yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah. he never did. You can still be gangster and, and even, not get on the air and apologize and lose your job, but. Even his apologies ain't really apologies. Like mm -hmm. he, yeah. mm -hmm. but there were so many layers to this, and this black man trashing another black dude. You know, so I understand how Kwame Brown could take that. You know what I mean? Because you don't. And that was the center of his player. whole argument, you know bro. I mean? Like on some realness. After at the end, at the end of all the roasting and, and joking around, that was the center of his old argument. Like, look, we all right now for the last week. And now we're talking about it on our podcast for a significant amount of time about this man. And what he was bringing to attention was the fact that, like, why is it always cool for us to be beefing with one another about foolishness? And when it comes to other races and things of that nature, we'll never go in like that. But we can always be having all the smoke, per se, for each other. And can we cool out with that shit sometimes? Like, that's no. all it is. It's just because it's America. There's racism. You know what I'm saying? But he so, don't respond because he was talking like about him. Black people. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't even respond when they was talking about anybody else. But why would he? And I get that. But, yeah. like, when his name finally came out and after all these years of just sitting back hearing it, like, yeah, and this is the era where you got a platform where you can go and create a YouTube page or whatever and you yeah. can speak your mind. And that's how it went down. So, big up to him on that. Yeah. And yeah, I look for many forward posts to come. So what we on to the next one, man? <laughs> Wrap him up, man. Yeah, what's up with the next? Violence. 
So in men disrespecting each other or the lack thereof because there's always lurking in the background the threat of violence or mutual combat. Depending <laughs> on what you want to get into. Right. <laughs> I mean, so I like we see disrespect now with this whole Kwame Brown thing, right? But I think in general, for the most part, you really don't see men disrespecting each other too often. Or even if a disrespect does happen, I feel like in most situations, men are a little more willing to let certain things slide because I disagree. there's always the threat of violence. Do you see the murder rate across the world? Boys and men. It is. Because in Philly, like like my man Steve was saying, like, like there's a that. lot of uh, disagreement. That's getting that you getting popped in <laughs> your head, popped in your head for quickly. Like like I, I like the, listen, nah. I mean that's a great way to segue into that, but I, I gotta disagree. No, it's always gonna come down. You're dying every day, B. Yeah, exactly. And it's gonna always come down to the person and the situation. It ain't no men don't disrespect. What you mean, men disrespect the motherfuckers daily. Like and a lot of these men, even worse, with not just disrespecting other men, they be disrespecting their chicks all crazy. So like, like, so and I'm chicks don't matter. Of all people, of all people, this boy that y'all thought was the wow. most. I'm gonna say it right here. Please cut that. Denounce and denounce his statement. Let me clarify that. But we're talking about this discussion. We're talking about the interactions between men. So during this discussion, no. So. Women, women. Oh, I'm drawing. This. That's why. That's why it went off. Women yeah, don't right. matter. Yeah. Children like, don't like, yeah, matter. Fam. We're talking about the, the the violence that can occur between men during trip service. For the record, Shit. women matter. Like, Children matter. Yeah, yeah, nah, I'm trying to clean it up now. <laughs> so look, back to what we said. You bring up Boy. a good point, <laughs> but. I just feel like, nah, man, it, it, it's always going to depend on the situation and the mentality between those two men at that time. Because I could be always on the type of time like, fam, you got it, whatever. No, I know I fucking got it. And guess what? You got this. All right. You know what I'm saying? Takes us the wrong and, you get what I'm saying? Like, I, anything we don't, to, in today's society, what's so crazy is that, like, we're, you know, got some sense. We're cool, but, yeah, not everybody has a sense like how we try to operate daily and move about, all right? Yeah, so you got people that got triggers. And you don't know what the hell could trigger somebody, dog. And you can just be like, yo, fam, chill. Why are you pointing at me like that? Like, fam, I'm just saying, fall back. Oh, yeah? You get know what I'm saying? So it's just, it, it, it truly, it's not no men not disrespecting each other. It's the fact of, like, we just out here daily trying to do the most to stay the fuck out the way Damn. of the foolishness, dog. And when we see people that's off they rocker mentally in your head, you're like, yeah, what do I got to do or say to get the fuck out of this? But you, that, you know what I'm saying? If I don't, if it don't got to come to that, you yeah. get what I'm saying? That's but you don't, even, you don't always know when somebody's off they rocker. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta assume that everybody is. You should. <laughs> you got you know that right. You should. You gotta assume that everybody is. I got some 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 old head pulled up next to me one time. I, I might have. I didn't cut him off legally, but he got cut off because he was trying to run a, a stop sign. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, coming off the, the expressway. Mm -hmm. He came up to me cussing and all this stuff. I'm like, bro, like, do I know you? Do you know me? You don't know my life. You don't know my world. You don't know anything <laughs> I dealt with today. You don't know what I got on my lap right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anything about you. Mm -hmm. So that's not the way to approach any situation. He was like, you know what? This white Italian guy is convertible. He's like, you know what? You're right. You got to apologize. I was like, because I, I could be right at that, at that yeah. point. You know See, I mean? and this is where, look, what was I that, hear what you're saying. Was that delirious or raw? Uh, I just lost my job to a white man look just like you. <laughs> Step on some feet till I feel like I redeemed myself. <laughs> but look, I hear what you're saying, Sleeves, but I think that there are plenty of other interactions that could turn violent that don't, that you're not going to hear about in the news. I know there are plenty that do, but I feel like there are a lot of interactions between men that could go violent that don't get violent because of the fear of that. Violence nah, of that gun. Nah, so you're trying to say most interactions or negative interactions between men or disrespectful interactions between men turn violent? I think I think there are a whole lot. I think the majority we don't hear about. You're right. I think most, like you said, we don't hear about. 
because everybody's not getting popped, right? The, the dudes are still arguing. I don't think that's the immediate. That's not violent, though. I don't think that's I mean, the immediate reason exactly. behind still getting their head like, cracked. killing yeah. it. It's like, okay, this isn't worth my time. Okay, we don't need to get involved here. I got shit to do. You got shit to do. It's not worth it. I don't think, oh, oh man, I sure don't want to get shot right here. So let me back away. And, like, I'm not, that doesn't really seem like that goes through somebody's mind in the immediate moment of confrontation. It's like, you should be thinking about why there's no value in this confrontation, mm-hmm. but I think yeah, there's going to be a low percentage. Like, well, I don't want to get shot, so let me just let this six-year-old boy go ahead about his business. And everybody well, we're talking about men, right? A sixteen-year-old, twenty-six-year-old, whoever. Like, I mean, you're just thinking about not being disrespectful before you're thinking about not catching a bullet. At least that's how it should be now the the disrespect will lead to any number of of, of violence but i I think if you go into a scenario trying to observe the respect Mm -hmm. you're liable to live Mm -hmm. look it's funny right so is that great adventure for my birthday (laughs) Oh uh, right. yeah, no, no. Was all yeah, we we oh, we, yeah, real, right. we realized. Yeah, we all went. Y'all all went. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait a second. Hold up, hold up. I'm gonna tell the story, and I'm gonna tell you how he told me the story. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we had great adventures, right? It's the last ride of the night. We trying to get on the Green Lantern. What time was this? It's gotta be like after. Yeah, I mean he. I got on one so we in line, there's a bunch of people in line, and people, you know, they come from behind you, and they're all like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, and they walk to the front, you're like, are they jumping in line, or somebody up there know I'm holding a spot for them, or something like that? Couldn't really say too much, because we had kind of did a little line jumping on a log ride ourselves, which I personally hate, I try not to line jump when possible, if I don't have a fast pass, that. then, listen, that's why I was, that's when it first started happening, I was like, this just karma, because we definitely jumped in front of like 20 people on the log ride, you know what I mean, so I'm like, yeah, whatever. But then, uh, <laughs> at one point, the people in front of us got tired. It was like some young ladies. They got tired of the people cutting in front. And she was all like, no, no, y'all not going past. Y'all not going with some, 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 some women, some other girls. Mm-hmm. Like, nope, y'all not going past. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the one chick was like, but my, my dad is up there waiting on us. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Call your dad. Have him come down here. Because y'all not getting in front of me. I'm sick Wait. of this shit. Uh-huh. Right? That was you? No, that was a young lady in front mm-hmm. of me. Right? Oh. Yo, the Green Lantern line started to get, it was popping at one point in time. It started to get a little dangerous. You know what I'm saying? It did. So she was all like, no, call your dad down here. Sure enough, the young girl called her dad. Yeah. Old head came down and was like, yo, that's my daughter. Like, you know, was, every, was everybody involved black? No, there was another group of white dudes in front of the black chick that was in front of the two black girls okay. that was in front of me. So he came to say, that's my daughter. Don't get your hands off my daughter. My daughter. We up here. She coming up here with us. Mm-hmm. So the white guys were also trying to keep people from cutting in line, too. Yeah, they had ran some other white dude and his girlfriend off that was trying to cut in line as well. So, you know, but when they, came, they got in the confrontation with the black dude, the old head, he was like, that's my daughter. Like, you know, he was trying mm-hmm. to mix it up with him. He's like, all right, whatever, that's just really your dad. So they went by. So, you know, one other person was coming, like, in and out. They were going, like, back and forth. And it was kind of drawn in the stamps. The next thing we know, it was, like, a group of dudes that came down. And I'm being cool the whole time because it's, like, me, my wife, my son, my niece, my nephew. I'm like, I'm not for the dumb shit that great, uh, great adventure. You know what I mean? It's just whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is the last ride. He's going to get on this show and get the fuck out of here. So they come by in a big group. I'm with Twan, homie Antoine, right? And uh, I don't know what happened, but one of the dudes in their group says something like, yo, keep your hands off me. And I'm like, damn, Twan put his hands on this ball. (laughs) But I'm like back here, Twan is standing up a little bit further, so we don't really look like we there together, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then he says something back to the ball, and then the ball says something back to him, and then the other group, that the the rest of the group that the dude was with, started to come out mm-hmm. so then that's when i'm like oh damn should i mix it up like I, that's my homie right there i know yeah. they don't see me as uh, right, being man. a part of the mix mm-hmm. but then i had to throw myself into the middle mm-hmm. and it's crazy how the, the the dynamic changed at that moment because even though it was like two on five or whatever at that point you know, it wasn't just one they had uh, it wasn't just one yeah, and then they didn't see one. me uh-huh. and then they were young right like 20s or something yeah. like so that. they don't know who else is there exactly. well they know they don't know who else is there but it's just i think i guess when you're like 40 
and you carry yourself a certain kind of way, you know what right. I mean? I'm not for this this, yeah. th this dumb shit. So then I had to jump in the middle and start putting some hands in people's faces and shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, yo, fuck you up, mix up, mix it up. So the one day, kind of, I'm not gonna say niggas got out the line, but they definitely got behind us. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you're not getting in front of us, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Y'all niggas gotta leave, you can't be in space, like, get the fuck. So, yeah. you know, niggas like, y'all gotta go. You know? so, so they left, they got behind us and everything. But it was just one dude, the dude that said Twan touched him, and he was the last one talking, like, yeah, yeah, I got him, I got him. But the whole time, you got your hands at the ready, chin tucked in case somebody, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, mm -hmm. want to try to steal off on you. He's like, look, I'm not, I'm not getting beat up in front of my wife and my Listen, son. You if, I got, if, I, if I got to bite the, 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 the cheek meat off your cheekbone, <laughs> going down like it's, it's happening like you know what i'm saying i've got everything to lose in this situation right, right. No right. Way. that's why i'm yeah. old city no yeah. more man i'm too old to be around young boys fighting and look like, i realized i'm not going on world star and it I, wasn't around we were coming up but look i realized that they really wasn't with it because odds were in their favor you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i'm like oh see so y'all just out here being loud making noise yeah. which you're not really with it and then i really realized that these niggas wasn't with it there was one chubby one that was with these niggas. And when we was like, yo, get the fuck behind us. This boy tried to hop over the fence to like walk around or something. And his fat ass got caught on the fence and <laughs> tore a hole in his pants. Mm. I'm like, man. And then at that point, it's like, oh, yo, just leave, leave young man. Boys. Yeah, right, right. It's like, yo, what are y'all doing out here? Yeah, so you did that Green Lantern. See, that's why segue to me with Six Flags. Now, this is a, a PSA. For anybody uh, 35 and up that wants to ever go to a Mucho fucking serious. He took off his phone. That wants to go to a fucking amusement park. All right. Listen here. Pay whatever it costs for the jump the line. Pass. Fast pass. That's yes. it. Don't. There is no. There is no. Pay your basic fee again. No. And the fast pass costs 90 or 100. Pay it. Because you're going to appreciate it. Because other than that, you're fucked. I waited an hour and a half to get on the Batman ride that was like a minute. You know how fucking mad I was? You know how fucking mad I was? I said, run it back. Run the ride back. This is blasphemy. You understand? Two hours you know what I'm saying? Like, no, and that was it. in front of people. And that was the only ride I got on, and that was it. Kiss my ass, man. That's what so I said. No, I was like, yeah, I will cool. never go again without doing the fast pass. And my wife pointed out something to me, too. Because when we went, it was supposed to be limited capacity but they had changed it that day <laughs> i went online i saw ass, i was like oh what the fuck <laughs> it was, it was hot out saturday it's saturday it's a lot of everything young me? adults you know she what i'm saying in the 20s there on the saturday yeah yeah, yeah. definitely went all, all the smoke yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay apologizing yeah, for shit but yeah, we, that's, we that, that's definitely many, word to the wise moving forward. Too many long Because the one thing you're thinking is, well, shit, man, pre Labor Day, this joint should be kind of chill. Like, it shouldn't be all, all the masses. You figure it was 90 Labor degrees, Day going it forward. was nice out, it was yeah. Saturday, and the park was fully open. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That was more. It was a mistake. Like I said, yeah, but like Sleeve said, pay the money for the fast pass because it felt dumb standing in the lines. Like, yo, this is crazy. What do you mean, dog? That Batman joint just kept roping the fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah. around. It's just like, yo, we still ain't close. Yo, this joint doing it again? Like, yo, I still. We, and then when you got inside, it was like a sauna to get even into the joint. It's like a sauna. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got going some steps, stand in the line for the steps. And the joint, it's all this metal, like, shit. Like, listen, dog, no. You be on the road for that shit. I was highly agitated, man. It's like, all right, get off. Get out of here. Yeah. Listen, I don't do roller coasters. <laughs> I've never had that problem. I'm the bag dude. You know what I mean? Like, I got stand in, holding uh, the bag. I <laughs> hold all the bags. That's all I'm I was. Fine with I don't that. do coasters either. I don't do no roller coasters. I, I get I on did, them joints, man. I got that in me. With my me. son. And right. I was like, yo, stop this joint. Stop this joint. Right, he nah. gets sick. <laughs> I'm getting sick. <laughs> he over there cool. I'm over there screaming. My wife looking at me. I'm like, oh man, that's why I don't, I don't do rides. Yeah. Yo, so real quick, in that, I want to segue. We got to, I mean, this again. Last time we was on, I think we had to shout out, you know what I'm saying? Good brother DMX, but right now we're we going to shout out a comedic legend. Actually, like the godfather, one of the godfathers of motherfucking black comedy, comedy period. From the 70s on, B. If you love Richard Pryor you love and him. anything afterwards on that, 
Paul motherfucking Mooney. You understand oh, what I'm here? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Period. There's another one. Paul won it all. Oh, absolutely. All and never time. bit his tongue for no one. You well, dig what I'm probably saying? Say, I ain't sorry for shit. Exactly. <laughs> you motherfuckers ain't gonna feed me. I ain't you know apologizing for shit. <laughs> Nigga Damas. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you kidding me? No, like, no. He was I, I, arguably maybe my favorite stand-up comedian. I, I mean, I listened to his tapes and CD. I had the CDs, Race, Masterpiece. Watch the DVDs that he put out, and you know, Paul Mooney was that dude, like comedic genius. Like, so if he's your number one, who's your number two? I don't know if he's my number one. Yeah, you said maybe. I hate, I hate ranking things like that, but but he's that, up there. That means you have a certain style of comedy. Look, I like Paul Mooney. I like, I like Paul Mooney. You know, I like Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, uh, uh, Patrice O'Neal. You know, my number one. That's your number one. See, Paul Mooney. Oh, Paul Mooney has an album called. Um, Race. I think that might be the best comedic album I've ever heard. It is hilarious. Hilarious. Because he spoke the truth and he it did. was real. And he also, uh, I saw an interview when it was uh, Rest in Peace. Uh, he up there with him now to my, my mentor, Dick Gregory. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> Definitely good brother, Dick. And he was sitting there with Paul. He said, Man, he said, I should have been like him. He said, Man, all this time I was on these stages, nah. Yeah. If the I should have been like him, I, a writer. He said, "Listen, if the if the uh, what did he say? If the comedian is getting uh, one billion, then then the writer is getting ten billion. You understand what I'm saying?" He said, "Listen, he's yep. been killing them forever." The you know what I'm saying? Like so, yeah. Paul Mooney definitely from a level of being able to be like, you know what? I'm funny as shit, and I'm gonna figure out a way to really monetize this and enterprise this joint. And through each decade, and then put everybody on, though. That's the other thing cats don't, don't realize. Like, the Robert Townsend, the Keenan Ivory Waynes is like, you know what I'm saying? The Chappelle's, all these people, like, you know what I'm saying? All these people, like, he is a, a fixture that they went to. Like, you get what I'm saying? For real, for real. So, yeah, definitely shout out to Paul Mooney, man. He, he a legend, B. And, and me. That's all. So. I definitely raise my glass for my man, Paul. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, I'll say this. <laughs> Touch on this, I guess, be the last thing. It was that Mike Tyson documentary. And the whole time while I was watching it, I kept thinking to myself, what if we had social media back then when Mike Tyson was under? <laughs> oh, stress. He might not have got locked up. He might have had a way to bet. Yeah. Or he might have got locked up years prior mm -hmm. for some shit True. that somebody videotaped. Uh, Man, there's all kinds of folklore True. about Mike Tyson that you don't know. It's fact or fiction. I mean, but specific to the show that came on yesterday, there was if, if you know anything about Mike Tyson prior to that show, then you really didn't learn anything new about Mike Tyson as no a result footage, of the right, show. Yeah. There was no new footage. It was archived videos, like nothing current. It seemed like the type of thing that Mike Tyson doesn't support or like it's not like even a part of. It's, it's almost like... It's, it's like a like an expose. Yeah. Yeah. In the clips, they had him. It looked like he was sitting down for an interview. I was expecting that was an old to be, interview. See, I was that expecting was a, it. Yeah, very old. I interview. was expecting it to be. He like did that shit. He would have promoted. Man, they showed the like Barbara that. Walters. Yeah, he would have promoted. No, 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 not that. I thought there was another clip where you know with him. It, it looked more recent. Where he had, he had the, like gray and something. The tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have just been the picture, but yeah, no, I don't see. I mean, it was just like a retread of old things, you know. Uh, somebody fucked up a pigeon, so he whooped their ass in the boys' <laughs> home. Bobby Stewart, he fought him. He tried to make him quit. He didn't quit. He wound up with Customato. Customato see his 12-year-old ass fight and say, that's going to be the next heavyweight champion in the world. You know, he go through all the motions to get him to that point. And as, you know, as he's growing and becoming champion, he's losing the influential people in his life. And, you know, Don King sucking him in. And he goes with Don and... At the close of yesterday's episode was the Buster fight, which really takes you into the 90s and kind of the downfall. I mean, his is so linear that, you know, it's like 80s, 90s. So <laughs> it's not really like a different boxing thing to tell. Though, That's just boxing, though. But, but 80s, I, 90s, but as far as Mike Tyson and his career in general, he's definitely on upswing. No, currently, yeah, oh, but yeah. I'm, I'm specific to the I 80s mean, and 90s. I mean, even for a while. It, yeah, specific like, to the uh, 80s and 90s, it's still the same, though. 
80s he was the man, unbeatable, godlike. 90s, Buster Douglas knocked him out two months into the 90s, and then how, his ass got locked up. How do you yeah. look? I think. And he I, had downs after So, that. yeah, his I, 90s were definitely not as good as his oh, 80s, right. and, and currently. And 2000s weren't that great. But now he's flourishing. Yeah. Yes. I feel like, but for me, honestly, he's always been one of the most entertaining and captivating athletes oh in my general. God, yeah. of course, any documentary, of course, man, any like, interview. Like, if I had to choose, if they were interviewing Michael Jordan and somebody's interviewing Mike Tyson. I want to see the Mike Tyson. Yeah. Mike Tyson is hard to replicate, man, because it's you, you're not going to find somebody who literally came from fucking nothing. It's all thing. He got everything. Like, he was making money that didn't even seem realistic to, to earn in the early 90s, late 80s. Like, like, Rose Royces like, and things of that nature and just not give a fuck. Yeah, man, keep I'm it moving to the next thing. Tiger. Look at 20. Floyd. Yeah. 20. Well, I mean, Floyd is, is kind of the two-step evolution of, of, no, of Mike Tyson. No, I, I mean, no, 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 Mike no. is, Floyd is the evolution of Mike. Floyd like, is the evolution, yeah. but um, it's not the same thing. I'm no, sorry. It's not, it's, At all. It's, it's, Mike it's, was it's knocking niggas the, out. Like, Floyd, it was Mike different. Like, Mike was the most weird. From a heavyweight. money perspective, that's what I mean, Floyd the evolution. I get that. Yeah, but I just feel like Mike holds here. Yeah, Mike is, Mike is has a special place in all of our hearts just because of our age mm -hmm. and what he did and how he did it. Whereas Floyd was a defensive fighter who, <laughs> I mean, in the and grand Floyd scheme of things, he wasn't the brawler that Mike Tyson is. He wasn't the savage in the ring that Mike Tyson like, was. Mike, his creation real, seems real, even more genius because he was getting, he was just who he was and then like, you know, Katz was just using him basically. And all for that, he was giving like Iron but Man. Floyd and his and people had the like vision. Like right, well, Floyd yeah. was calculated. Yeah. Floyd exactly. was a calculated you know effort that's, to be that's this. That's really the vision, that's I mean, the evolution. It's, it's, it's right there. You know me, his shit was more living a gimmick. Mm -hmm. I'ma be this money dude that white people are gonna hate so bad mm -hmm. that they're gonna pay copious amounts to see mm -hmm. me get beat and I'ma keep winning. <laughs> and <laughs> and I'ma win every time. He was Terry Crews, he was the real life team money. Mm. Yeah, from, I mean from the uh, whatever that show was back in the day, the American Gladiator type joint. Uh, <laughs> that's Terry Crews, T Money coming out with all his, with, with his team. American I mean, Gladiator. Yeah, listen, the, the, dog, the blazer he, on and the sunglasses. He did everything right in terms of how to manipulate the system. To I mean, because you ain't never gonna see a defensive fighter make the money Floyd did, and he did that all. Because he talked his way into, and he came at a point where, you know, he wasn't the money fighter in the Oscar De La Hoya fight, and he wasn't the money fighter in the Ricky Hatton fight, but in both fights, he was the talent. So he yeah. won, and because he had those two on his belt, it just shot him through the moon, man. And also, you have to shout out and rest in peace again, his uncle, Roger Mayweather. Yeah. Well, his uncle and his father. I mean, like... It, no, but I'm talking about for... We're talking about when Floyd is, I'm not talking about who raised him, I'm talking about his, like, prime shit. It's them 24-7s, dog. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. All right, that's when the money was really because starting to be made. Because the 24-7s led to the pay-per-views. You get what I'm saying? Like, and you don't know shit about boxing. Yeah. It's the reason why. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, it's both of them. Yeah, no, of pop, course. It's Pop and his uncle. I mean, I would, I would say even, e evenly and equal. The fact that he was, you know, Brother learning the craft. From, from <laughs> At the same time, he's learning to read and write. Exactly. Like, I mean, he was born to fight, you know. Yeah. There's no different than Roy Jones. Like, you'll see people call Roy Jones, like, the, the most gifted fighter that's ever lived, but that's a byproduct of his father putting him through hell as a child, so he worked so hard that everything he did in his prime just looked easy. His father yeah. was fighting too. It's no different from Floyd. I mean, they both kind of grew up in, in hellish circumstances, but they were able to monetize it now. Roy was in a bit of a dirtier business because he was fighting punchers and, you know, he, he, he went up in weight, he went down in weight. He, he really extended himself to the max. I mean, you won't find a lot of boxers that put as much as their own physical well-being on the line. He went up to 200 pounds, then dropped 20 pounds to fight Tarver, whereas, you know, Floyd, shit, man, Floyd stayed in pristine shape. He's probably in the same shape now he was, you know, I mean, years ago when he was still fighting professionally. He's probably maybe five, I wouldn't even say 10, probably five pounds more than he was then because he still looks like he's in phenomenal yeah, shape. Because old, he's made, oldest, he don't, he don't smoke, he don't drink, he just, you know what I mean? Older is less agile. Yeah. But even with Floyd versus uh, Roy Jones, Floyd didn't have no watch out for the hook. He, he was an offensive <coughs> fighter. I mean, he, he liked to punch. Floyd? I mean, uh, Roy. Oh, yeah, 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 like, absolutely. Floyd is a defensive fighter. Correct. Like, he's going to last longer anyway Correct. because his strength is to not get hit. Yes. 
know what I mean? That's his craft. That's yeah. his craft. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> to not get hit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so if you all you got to do is buy. Like, we, we don't remember Roy hard, getting knocked knock out. Nobody out. We only remember Floyd getting punched hard. And you yeah. only remember one time yeah. in 50, 49 fights, him getting punched hard. That's crazy. One time. Sugar Shane. That's crazy. Yes, exactly. I didn't have to say it. So <laughs> that's a testament to his career, yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah. He obviously got in, in difficult fights, and there were split decisions, and he got hit more than other than Shane. But Shane was the one time he got cracked, and you saw his knees buckle. But he still wiped his ass out the next subsequent ten rounds to win that fight by unanimous I mean, decision. Look, so going back to Mike, as great as he was, he had great defense, but he was an offensive fighter. Correct. Oh, yeah. The offensive right. fighter. He he wouldn't have lasted as you long. You didn't even have a he got opponents. Didn't really even get to test his defense like that because the fights didn't even last <laughs> exactly. that long. No. Exactly. Not till post-buster. Right. He's the only fighter I, still to this day that when I see, like, you know how you see some, like, kids, like, they throw back tapes to out when they was young. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, getting ready. Mm -hmm. Like, his Jones would custom model, like, 14, 15, hit the speed like bag. And the yeah. Listen, yeah. If you, you want to be scared out yeah. your fucking mind, go on YouTube and look at them, how he hitting that bag and hitting and them moving. like, no. It's not even like, the hitting, it's the hitting. Ooh, like, the yo, what? I mean, what? he had otherworldly footwork, man. I mean, but you, you would need to have a legendary, uber-intelligent, super-boxing mind find this raw piece of clay that has no other things to do but just listen to him incessantly and follow his directions and that's why you won't ever see nothing like Mike yeah. Tyson again. Especially in this age. In the size Fuck he was no. gifted with it so yeah, at such a young age. Yeah, and his size was his gift and his curse because he was thick like a grown ass man when he was 12 but he was only 5'11", 6 feet tall so mm -hmm. you know had he been like 160, 170 he could have been a murderous middleweight but that wasn't his destiny. He was supposed to knock out giants from men. Yeah, so he found a way inside every time. Every time, man. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. There's something else. Anyway, it's about that time. Yeah, yeah. Before everything dies. Oh yeah. Oh, hold up, hold up. And before we get out of here, as always, because we're at the G spot and good brother father drew allowed us here you know what we do you know what i'm saying you know what we do man podcast you know what i'm saying see some new episodes soon no filters podcast shout out to no filters podcast and we want to gift the good brother with a his and her situation for him and his queen you know what i'm saying 36 chambers take you know what i'm saying as always as always cop up you know what i'm saying merch we everywhere Listen, man, it's a pleasure. This is what we do. You never know where we're going to be, but you know we're going to be everywhere. You mm. dig? Because that's the boss podcast, that is. Ball sleeves all day. Father Drew in the mix. G-spot all day. Staff in the cuts, how we do. Tyree, bucket low, fuck it, though. Dread on the lens, panning, how we do. And catch you on the next one. Podcast crew. Peace. We out of here, baby. <laughs>